This is the Only in Miami show, hosted by Grant Stern. Tonight's show is underwritten by Morningside Mortgage Corporation. Morningside Mortgage Corporation keeps the Only in Miami show commercial-free. You can find them online at www.morningsidemortgage.com. That's www.morningsidemortgage.com. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. If you're stuck in traffic, kick your shoes off a little bit. Relax, we've got a great show for you tonight. We've got two amazing artists who you're going to see all over Wynwood throughout Art Basel uh, this coming month in December in studio with us. First of all, we've got Kazilla, the Vanilla Gorilla. Hello, hello. Hello, and she is here. Uh, she's a local artist, but she's also an internationally known artist, if I'm not mistaken. And we also have the amazing Ives, whose work you can see at uh, Northeast 14th Street and 1st Avenue. Uh, it's been on the Nest Nightclub, and he is here to run the Amsterdam Street Art Fair, which is going to take place uh, December 3rd through 7th at 210 Northwest 24th Street, right behind Panther Coffee. So if you're in the Wynwood area, during Art Basel, you can check out Amsterdam Street Art Fair at 210 Northwest 24th Street, right behind Panther Coffee. And they are partnering with Park Jockey Valet to provide a new era valet service. Uh, I'm sure uh, there's going to be more details from Ives later about that and some contact information if you'd like to learn more. Also, in the 7 o'clock hour, we do have a fantastic call from Al Sunshine Planned. I hear he's already on the line, and he is going to give us an update about the Walmart situation in the Pine Rocklands Reserve in Richmond Heights, and that's going to be after the first break. Also, at the 8 o'clock hour, we'll have a little sports with the Drastic Fanatic, and we'll have an interview at the top of the 8 o'clock hour about the FGO's Nutcracker. Only in Miami tonight. This is the part of the show where you, the audience, indulge me for a minute and let me discuss a few of the issues that affect all of us in South Florida or beyond. And tonight, I wanted to bring up a book that I found at the Miami Book Fair International uh, this past week, and I found it very amusing. We actually had uh, two shows in a row where we invited authors from the Miami Book Fair International on the Only in Miami show, the last two episodes. Uh, one was with Tim Elfrink, uh, the managing editor of The New Times. Uh, we also had Lip Service Miami, which is a collection of stories by Andrea Askowitz. Uh, we had Jakira Diaz and her group as well. We also had uh, Charles U. Phillips, Dr. Phillips, all authors at the Miami Book Fair International that occurred this past week. And when I dropped in, I bought a book from the University of Florida Press, yes, the Gators Press, uh, by Dana St. Clair, and it's called Cracker, The Cracker Culture and Florida History. And I thought it was very interesting to name a book something like that. Um, I've spent a lot of time visiting Central Florida. My family uh, does live up there now. Some of my family, they moved. Um, and it's a very interesting scene. It's very different than in South Florida. Uh, the joke being, you know, the further north you drive, the further south you get. 
But I thought it was really especially funny when I cracked open the front of the book. And it tells the story of these Scots-Irish, European, white American immigrants who were illegally migrating from the United States into what was then Spanish-owned La Florida. And that group was seen as unlawful and uh, tense and, and harsh and, and all these interesting immigrant innuendos. These were white Americans who were illegally immigrating into Florida. <laughs> it kind of gave me a very funny perspective on the immigration debate that's happening right now in the United States. And I feel like it's very much on the tip of a lot of people's tongues in Miami because Miami is a melting pot. Miami is a cultural center. It is a meeting place. It is a crossroads. And at no time during the year is that more evident than during Art Basel. So as we all meet and greet at Art Basel and exchange art from the many cultures around the world, just stop and think that the people who are the nativists today were once illegal immigrants to Florida themselves hundreds of years ago. We'll be right back. This is the Only in Miami show. Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami Show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find us online at onlyinmiamishow.com, podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, and a whole lot more. That's www.onlyinmiamishow.com. Al, are you out there, my friend? Yes, I am, Grant. Well, thank you so much for calling into the show tonight. I appreciate it. My pleasure. What is going on with Walmart? And their attempt to colonize the Pine Rocklands tract in Richmond Heights. Well, we know that there was a $22 million deal back in July to buy property that turns out is now endangered, critically protected habitat by the federal government. We know that Walmart was sent a formal notice by the federal government saying, ah, 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 not so fast. And they were basically told that they have to now go through the U.S. Department of Interior, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, with all their plans to proceed. And they put together their plan, and they submitted it to the Fish and Wildlife Service. And the Fish and Wildlife Service said, we think that you're going to kill a bunch of stuff here. 
go is, back to the drawing boards and come up with a plan that, that, that we can approve. And as it is now, we're still waiting to see exactly what the developer there was going to try doing with that property because the federal government has basically told him his original plans would most likely violate federal law. In so, addition, so hold in on a addition, second. We've got the the mayor of Miami Dade County, Carlos Jimenez, sending the the developer and all of Dade County government a notice that until the federal land issues on that critically endangered property that the developer wants to build the Walmart, until those issues are taken care of, Ram is basically in a in a in a holding pattern, and Dade County not only will not issue new permits on the project, but they've basically told Ram in no uncertain language, if you violate any of the federal laws and proceed with any development on that project until it's completely approved, all of the developer's permits are going to be suspended. So that's where we are. Wow. <laughs> that's that's a long one. Uh, so what is next? I mean, where does the fight really lie here? I mean, why are neighbors so upset, first of all? And why wasn't this acted upon before? Well, Grant, there's a very easy, real easy answer. Uh, for about eight or nine years, the University of Miami South Campus uh, underwent uh, rezoning applications. And again, that was about a nine, nine or ten year process. Uh, it originally started with the U.M. wanting to do a little uh, academic village. It grew to this giant monster across the street. And I was never notified about the Walmart project specifically. And neighbors, both in my community and throughout Kendall, are all saying, did this all happen in the dark in a cave? Nobody was noticed on it. So that's one that of the reasons odd. why so many neighbors are unhappy. The other, the other issue is Coral Reef Drive, if anybody's ever driven on it during peak hours, is bumper to bumper, the worst gridlock that, that probably South Dade has. You're bragging. This, You're bragging, Al. Come on. It's the worst? This <laughs> development will add another, I think, 1,600 car hours to that road. There's absolutely no way that the existing infrastructure can support it. And, Grant, more importantly, when you live in Miami, you get used to seeing eagles. You get used to seeing hawks. You get used to seeing butterflies. You get used to seeing all sorts of native critters that are nowhere else. But in Miami. Only in Miami, right? Only in Miami. And I just think, and a lot of other people do, that if you want to build another strip mall in Miami, there's a lot better places to do it rather than the middle of a federally endangered forest. One of the last remaining Florida Pine Rocklands in Miami-Dade period. Well, I, I heard that all of Miami used to be these Pine Rockland forests. Apparently, we just kind of outcompeted all of the animals to take over Miami. Yeah, probably like we did with the Native Americans, the Seminoles and the Miccosukees, too. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, it's something that needs to be preserved, I think, just because it's uh, part of our bi biological 
diversity. I mean, there's no way to replace that. Once you've lost an endangered species, it's gone forever. And they're native to our habitats. That means that, you know, there's none of our ecological heritage remaining when they're gone. So what are some and, of the species Grant, on that you're, property? You're, you're 100% right. And let's not forget that this project for the Walmart is just the tip of the iceberg for Miami-Dade's entire master plan it's trying to do, where, where the, the western part of the federally protected habitat was sold to be developed as a Walmart. The eastern part of that whole habitat, which is now federal property, Dade County wants to take it. They want to bulldoze it. And they want to build a theme park right in the middle of an endangered habitat. So it's not just the Walmart people that we're fighting. Well, wait a second. Who wants to build into the other side of the forest? Who who wants to build into the other side of the forest? Well, this is a proposal by Miami-Dade. It has been pushed by Commissioner Dennis Moss, who represents this district. There was a referendum years ago to develop it. That was before it was named a globally endangered critical habitat and placed under federal protection. Wow. So the project's still alive just because it was there in the past. It's like a, a zombie uh, development. Well, it's, 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 worse than, it's worse than that. It's a pretty damn big, lively zombie grant because <laughs> just over the past two weeks, the Dade County Commission authorized $13.5 million in bond money to to use to try to acquire this property and move some federal, uh, federal antennas out of that property if they proceed. So it's not just still on the books. It's already costing taxpayers, my guess, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in developmental plans and studies and you know the way Miami-Dade wastes money. Well, who's and the beneficiary of all of this? I've got is, who, wait, who benefits from all of this? Without even knowing, A, if the federal government will give them the property and sell it, and B, even if they acquire that property, it's still critically endangered federal habitat but, that they're probably not going to be able to develop. It makes no sense whatsoever. Al, i got to ask you, who benefits from all of this? Why? Who benefits at the end? I mean, why, why is this all being done in the—they call it the Miami Wilds? What companies? Uh, we know that Fox is involved, 20th Century Fox. And as far as why it's happening, I think, Grant, that the, the bottom line is greed. I think the bottom line is money. I think that there's a lot of people that are looking to try to get rich on this deal, as most Miami development— is and the second issue is this is all being done under the guise of critically needed jobs for South Dade. Think of how many jobs Walmart will have. Think of how many jobs this theme park will have. And I think that the reality is, yes, we need jobs, but not at the expense of bulldozing a critical habitat. It makes no proper environmental common sense whatsoever, period. Well, Al, I really appreciate you calling into the show, and we'll have you back on, hopefully in the studio next time. Deal? It's, anything's on the table, my friend. Okay, that sounds like a plan. 
Alrighty, we're going to take a really short break, and we'll be right back. This is the Only in Miami show. Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. You can find us online at www.onlyinmiamishow.com, podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, and a whole lot more. Also, I want to point out that I have been actually working very hard on photographyisnotacrime.com uh, ever since they named me the executive director of PINAC. Uh, I'd like to point you out that we have a great new podcast that we're releasing weekly. It is an online only through the blog right now. We're going to go through iTunes with photographyisnotacrime.com's podcast starting probably in a week or two. And we are also posting all the segments online for your listening pleasure. And they are reporting very closely these days on matters going on in Ferguson, Missouri, as well as photography rights issues and the interaction between citizens and government throughout the United States and sometimes the world. So you should check them out at www.photographyisnotacrime.com and their new podcast, PINAC News. Well, guys, thanks for joining us and waiting through all that spiel. Casilla, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be here. And Ives, again, thank you for joining us so soon after you flew in. Yeah, the same uh, like Kazilla says, my pleasure too. <laughs> so uh, let's start with Kazilla because she's local. 
You've got probably a million things going on for Art Basel. you got to tell us at least a few of them. I do, I do. Um, well, right now, I'm working on about eight to nine walls, painting around the, the Wynwood, Miami area. Um, I'm also doing a thing with Little Haiti. They're doing this huge mural project, which is really cool because there's not a lot of art there. I'm also painting oh, with... What part of Little Haiti? Little Haiti, it's on 54th Street uh, between... There's going there's a like 15 murals going up between fourth uh, fourth or fifth by 95 and um, northeast second. Okay. So basically, like, the whole strip of 54th is going to be covered in murals. That's going to be awesome. pretty awesome. I know what you're talking it about is, there. Definitely. And then the second one I'm doing that's really cool for the community is the Jose de Diego um, Middle School. This place is in the design district in Wynwood and. Um, these kids haven't had a art program, an art program for five years. They're in the art district and they have no art program. So the the it's unfortunate for them. But um, my friends with Winwood Map, um, you know, they they document all of the art around Winwood and then you know post it and you can go back and look at all the art that was on the walls. Anyways, they they brought all these amazing artists from all over the world and and all of us locals also to to go and paint their their school. So. It's a, it's a really ironic situation, isn't it? It is. Um, actually, we published an article by J.J. Colagrande. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a, you know he's a novelist and he writes on Huffington and he wrote one about Don Diego. And we, mm. we selected that one for publishing on our website. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. It's unfortunate. It's happening everywhere in the schools. They're kind of cutting back on the um, programs that don't really, I guess, conform to whatever. They're just cutting <laughs> back on one of everything. Uh, they are. It's I really know. kind of sad because the arts education isn't just about learning how to draw mm-hmm. or sing. Pollution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's about developing, you know, children into people. Mm-hmm. It is. Totally. I mean, I, I know everything that I did when I was a kid came from, you know, the inspiration that I had in school and my teachers kind of pushing me forward as an artist. Um, because I was always drawing on everything. They're like, you're just amazing. Why don't you try this? Why don't you go check this book out of the library? And, you know, that, that kind of just put me in the place that I am now. And um, without that, I wouldn't be who I am. So it's really sad to me that these kids don't have that. Yeah, no, it's it's <clears throat> got to be fixed. Yeah, so the school, um, they're doing a benefit show there. I Forgive me, I don't know the date. Um, but the school is right across the street from Bakehouse. Um, if you go on to Winwood Map. Uh, you can find it. Yeah, the Bakehouse Art Complex is on Northwest 32nd Street and 6th Avenue. Well, it's in between 5th and 6th there. And there's some incredible artists painting there right now. I just came from there like an hour ago. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, And then I'm doing a benefit for Sketches for Mankind, which is a program, uh, an outreach program in Wynwood that my friend um, Evoca One, um, local artist but also international, he... uh, you know, started this program to go feed the homeless every sun, every third Sunday in Winwood, and we're doing a benefit. Um, a bunch of the you know really, you know, well-known or more established artists in in Winwood, thirteen of us all did um, pieces for Talking Off the Wall, who created a calendar, and then they're selling the calendar and the pieces at the the benefit. Um, I'm also doing this thing with the Freedom Exhibition. A company called Black Dove from New York animated a couple of my paintings, and um, they're doing their their premiere there. And then the Freedom Exhibition also is very cool because they're doing all sorts of art exhibits. Um, that sounds really cool, actually. Like they am- animated the paintings. And oh yeah, they, they did. They make like skits out of it, or they did. Um, or just a they're like two minute loops. Oh, okay. Um, they did stuff for Miguel Paredes, 
Trek Six, um, Lebo, and me. Oh, and very we're, neat. We're like their first kind of premier artists, the Winwood Collective, and then from there they're going to you know include a bunch of other artists. It's basically a platform where you can go and um, you know have artwork for your television, either commercial, residential, and then you know you can circulate the art and you know show a bunch of artists or just one artist. It's really it's a new platform. They've been working on it for like ten years, so it's really cool how they they made it happen and the stuff is amazing <laughs> I really that like is amazing so yeah. where is that going to be on display again that's going to be just on display at uh 48 northwest 25th street which uh is this giant exhibition it's okay a, that's a brand new space isn't space. it, it right is behind joey's italian restaurant it's um oh it's right off of miami ave actually oh it's off of miami okay so right behind the Know the impound place. Yeah. <laughs> like where, where your target's oh, right your behind target's the police impound. In, yeah, if your car gets towed in Miami, that's now where everybody it goes. knows where he meant. <laughs> yeah, for all of you people that are hanging out on South Beach during Art Basel, mm -hmm. you it, once you're getting your car back, <laughs> check out the show. <laughs> check out the show. But the really cool thing about these guys, um, it's a company called Be Free. There's so many mm, corporations that's come into Winwood and bought buildings, and now they want you know, their stuff on there or whatever. And Winwood used to be kind of like a free-for-all. You can just go paint wherever. And um, now these guys, they're, they're working with um, a group of people and a bunch of business owners, and they have tons of walls all over Winwood, and they're just giving them back to artists. That You know, they're just like, oh, you need a wall? Here you go. Paint a wall. It's like That's amazing. really cool. Because everyone comes here just to do, oh, all of us artists, you know, come here to do that, just that, just so we can, you know, do our art and do our craft and, um, you know, share it with people. Well, I've heard people say that Wynwood is the country's largest collection of outdoor street art. It is. But I don't know about the world's largest. Is there Are there other hotspots in the world that are If there dissimilar? are hotspots, they have to, uh, to have to look up to Wynwood, I could say. <laughs> I, I think yeah. so. I mean, as far as, like, the concentration goes. Yeah, it depends like on how – I think it, this is a discussion word, you know, like you can take a whole radio show about this. Uh, every city has its uh, forthcomings and its and the bad negative parts of it. Wynwood looks pretty big, but um, I think in the end if you take uh, like a, like uh, east side of Berlin. Mm-hmm. Prague it's all, too. Yeah, Prague shortage. is also shortage. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of oh, – But um, in the end, yeah, shortage is – Johannesburg is, is really yeah, coming up. Yeah, Johannesburg is coming up. But if you look up to like Poland, you know you get like mm -hmm. small, small towns in Poland. Uh, man, everybody can look up to those murals who are there. You know, like so. In that way, it's very hard to compare. The thing is, what happens in Winwood five days a year, this is nothing to compare with. Mm -hmm. So for those five days w which are coming up this year, uh, like you said, our Basel is coming up. And for me, as a foreigner and a, as a as a visiting artist, uh, I've traveled around the world like many times, and I've seen a lot of places, also a lot of art exhibitions, and the craziness that happens here. That that's that that's one place that it happens, and that's here in Winwood. Yeah, it really is a different vibe during Art Basel than the whole rest of the year. You've been here a couple of times, I've outside yeah, of outside Basel. of the time. Yeah. What, what, what's your first impression? When you fly from from Amsterdam to Miami, what's what's the first thing the that first jumps impression? out at you? Uh, when I fly in, <laughs> yeah, sun, the sun, always the sun, the Caribbean feeling. Mm -hmm. It's always the the moment that you come through the clouds, or it's not that today it was not that cloudy, but if it's a bit more cloudy above the sea, you come through the clouds, 
the color of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Then I then I get this feeling of oh man, I'm going home, you know, like. <laughs> and then the moment I come out of the I come out of the I, ca- I come out of the airport out of MIA, mm-hmm. it's like like a smack in the face, oh, yeah. <laughs> a certain kind of smell, a certain kind of heat. Mm-hmm. The humidity. The, yeah, the, yeah, the humidity. But it, it gives me it, for me it's a good feeling. Like you said, I've been here also outside of the times of Basel, which made for me Miami more more like a home base because of. Not the the most artists that I know come here just just a month, just one month, and that's the time that's Basel. So there's more. So I'm going to give out the call in number here. So if anybody wants to call in out there, if you're in your car and you've got a question about art, art Basel, Amsterdam, or anything you can think of with an A, or anything (laughs) else that's really on your mind, call in 305 541 2350. The phone number is 305. 541-2350. The booth is waiting for your call. 305-541-2350. Now, I'm here with Ives, who is from Amsterdam, and Kazilla, the most amazing (laughs) vanilla gorilla local artist. Vanilla gorilla. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And we're discussing Art Basel, uh, what's going on in Wynwood, upcoming in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, Wynwood in general, it's it's been a pretty interesting ride the last year or two. Mm. What do you think about the direction of Wynwood right now, Casilla? Oh. <laughs> the, the, I'm sorry. The <laughs> you can get as comfortable as you want here. He's got to bring the mic with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'll lie here. back here. Okay. So, um, I don't know. I've When I first came into Wynwood, the... It was very industrial. It was very gritty, and um, there was uh, more of a sense of I don't know community. Now it's more of a. I mean, every little small business that I can think of that's in Winwood, they're either um, they've sold their property, they've moved out because the the developers want to come in and you know build bulldoze their building and build something new. Um, so the gentrification that's happening in Wynwood right now is, it's a little sad, you know, it's kind of seeing a lot of um, uh, titans fall, I guess. <laughs> and a lot of my favorite, you know, my favorite murals around from, you know, artists from years ago when they painted it, they've all been broken down to build, you know, these commercial things from, these commercial businesses um, from different parts of the, the world. I mean, it's not even just local or corporate, you know, America. It's like, you know, global, global corporations that come in there like oh Winwood, what's up let me let me let me take this building and break it down and, and put a bunch of glass windows up and it's like no, no there's like another wall that you know just left but yeah, yeah. but then you know Winwood, uh, you know i've always felt that Winwood has still done a decent job of keeping the like the Winwood uh, warehouse project mm-hmm. that houses the Winwood arts cafe it's on uh Fourth Avenue, well, theoretical Fourth Avenue. They have really good coffee. They have great coffee. <laughs> I love that uh, it's on Twenty Sixth Street. It's actually in between Twenty uh, Sixth and Twenty Seventh Street. Mm-hmm. And I encourage you guys to check out the Winwood Cafe there. Also next door to that, Zach the Baker, mm-hmm. which is brand new. Zach the Baker is cool, but not like mega corporate international development. It's just mm-hmm. the guy who bakes really awesome bread. <laughs> I think the guy that uh, the thing that really has changed is the property value. 
you know, it that used has to be changed a bunch tremendously. Of, you know, small no galleries, artist warehouses, yeah, um, you know, small businesses, whatever. I mean, there was even like automotive shops and whatever there. Now it's not. Um, it's really expensive it's not actually. So there's, yeah, it's not. It's really expensive to to be there. So there are no artist studios for one. There's maybe like four or five. Um, and then if it is an artist studio, it's an artist collective. So it's like, you know, a group of people that have to come in together just to be able to pay their rent, and whatever. But um, that's like the biggest difference. Is that, that is a big difference. And it goes from like, you know, us little little people to like much bigger people. But but it just <laughs> means also that some of that activity is moving a little bit just into the periphery. I just want to say the positive side is <clears throat> that the next mm -hmm. shitty neighborhood is going to be the next art site. Well, that's where I am. So, I'm that's in how it uh, rolls. little Haiti, Liberty City. Liberty City is like one of the, I guess, worst neighborhoods in Miami. I didn't know that, but I, that's where my studio is now. Everyone's like, you, you're you in Liberty City? That's yeah. okay. I used that's, to live in Little Haiti. And then the next I, one. I, and, the next and actually, my Haitian Haiti clients, they said to me, Grant, you lived on that block? I'm it's like, like, man, Churchill's was near there. I know. It's like, <laughs> I think a lot of people have a have a you know a opinion about people before they meet them, but all of my neighbors are super amazing people. I mean, they're culturally rich. They're 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 they have such big hearts, and you know, like people see them on the street and they're like, oh, you know, whatever. They think do they just have think the same they have feeling, a, a like, notion already. Do you have the same feeling that you said about the beginning mm -hmm. of Winwood, the, mm -hmm. the society kind oh, totally. of? That's what happens. Uh, we have the same in in, in Amsterdam. Oh, I'm um, sure. We create. Mm -hmm. There is this place called the, the NDSM, mm -hmm. where it was the the old shipping ship wharf, and a lot of exciting started, things happen uh, along the docks. I hear there happens a crazy <laughs> in like crazy the Godfather movies, right? Mm -hmm. No, but yeah, the thing is the the, the dock the, the shipping wharf got got closed. Then it was a then it was empty. Got squatted. After mm -hmm. it got squatted, there comes the artists. <laughs> After the artist, there comes the commercial companies, and now yeah. it's full with empty fee hotels, mm -hmm. and it's unpayable for for artists to have their studio. Wow. So that, that's, that's like that's, South that's Beach. South Beach was, was all artists. Mm -hmm. But in the end, you can you and uh, in every area that that was, you can see <laughs> what happens in New York, man. Like, I know. Exactly. Sure. That's a perfect <laughs> example of it. You know, like that's the that's that's like the world well, I, in 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 a, in a small apple. South Beach is a great example of that. Nobody knew who Romero Brito was mm -hmm. 25 years ago. Nobody knew. And his building sold for, what, $30 million? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not his building, the building that he's been housed in. But he was like the anchor of that block for many, many years, along with the Art Center of South Florida. Mm-hmm. You oh, know? That's a great place, too. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And I, I mean, I just came back from Dubai for a, a show there, and it was funny because I saw Brito. His, he has you like saw a him shop. in Dubai? He has a shop, um, oh, okay. you know, at the, the airport or whatever. People, like, had, like, a little purse by him. I'm like, dude, this guy gets around. Yeah. So, Every, he's got a shop in, du in the Dubai airport, but not in the Miami airport, right? Or does he have I one? I think in he Miami has airport? one in the Miami airport now. Anyways, yeah, he's, mm. like, um, he get, he has a good, you know, promotional team. He basically has something everywhere. You were there for Street Art Dubai? Um, street Art Dubai, that's where I was, yeah. yeah. Good people. Oh, you went there <laughs> for Street Art Dubai? yeah. No, that's oh, me. Oh, you went. Uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, what? You went there too? Like, <laughs> small world. <laughs> totally. Yeah, the gallery there. Um, oh, I saw it online. Has like a huge movement going on right now. They're doing like the world's biggest street art wall. And I mean, you know, Dubai goes bigger and better than anyone. Well, they don't have do. enough world's biggest anything in Dubai. I mean, seriously. Other than the. I mean, they do actually. It's <laughs> 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 like everything that they do. And, no, like, and we if need not, to do bigger they make and better. It. Yeah. It's funny that the city's only been around for forty years. 
40 years. It's like 40 years. It's, yeah, it's like it's just, almost like Miami. Yeah, I know. No, I, it's not quite no. like Miami. I mean, it's got like, a different flavor. 40 years ago, it was like dust. Yeah. You and know now, what? It's like a huge metropolis. Exactly. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it, it, it's similar, but I mean, who knows if it's sustainable? Yeah. I mean, they're just fueling it with money. Period. Fuel money, I think it is pretty sustainable. Yeah. It's not a sustainable resource, but um, considering <laughs> the amount of money that we spend on gas every day, I think it's uh, going to do well. For yeah, us. for the next, uh, <laughs> next 50 yeah. to 100 years, it's sustainable. Exactly. And for those guys, it's sustainable because they don't live there. You know, so mm-hmm. They make it. Yep. Well, they do build nice, tall buildings there. They have something in common with us. Yeah. <laughs> they the tallest building there, the Burj Khalifa. Yes. And they break your neck looking at it. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah did you go up to the observation deck up, no up there? i didn't actually we spent our time doing a lot of other things but um we looked at it we're like oh yeah we're out let's go ride some camels or you know like go check out the beach or go paint some walls <laughs> yeah so let's switch topics here ives what do you think of it's, nicaraguan food it was nice i like the steak yeah for me the steak was enough yeah, we had to drop by Pinolandia on the way over here. That's delicious. I just yeah. started grubbing on it while I'm sitting here. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Take a bite. Yes. That's one of my favorite things about this neighborhood. It's it's too bad I hear that the station is going to be moving uh, a few miles west. Mm-hmm. But I love like going around this little area and grubbing. And there's Nicaraguan, Honduran, mm-hmm. Cuban, incredible mm-hmm. Mexican food. Yeah. Do you have a favorite um, around here? <clears throat> I would have to say, I mean, I really, really love Argentinian food. Okay. It's like the best. I love That's it steak. so much. Peruvian, steak and Peruvian on which, food. On which street is the... Peruvian has the best seafood. The, the Salvation Army? That's on 25th Street over in Winwood. Oh. No, no, no. I mean the, the one with the, with the wall, the... Oh, the, the good yeah, wall. The Goodwill, yeah. Good yes, wheel. that's on Calle Ocho. Uh, my friend Didi. Yes, we bit. just ran yeah. into Didi on the way on the way in. She was on the way out. <laughs> so funny. Was I was uh, I was pa- I painted it last year. Mm. Part of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, great. And there's a good Honduran restaurant, just like oh. two corners. Yes, two corners and it of is Coyote. it is called Paseo Cataracho. Ooh, I, I only know it is blue from the outside. Yes, <laughs> like blue Honduran and delicious. It is. Like, it is on the good. corner. It, it's on the corner of eight and eight and eight. Oh, nice. Southwest like 8th Street, and it's it's on actually an 8th court. Mm. Yeah. So it's 8, eight and part, partial 8. It's 8 and 8. Mm-hmm. Good food. Great food. Free parking. How about that? And that's one of my favorite things about like where we live is that the Central American culture, the South American culture, the, the, the Mexican, um, and then, of course, it's international, so we have people from all over the world, you know, the Thai, Japanese, Chinese, you know, we got, like, European, all of that influence. But we especially have, like, a, a kind of melting pot of Central American and South American and Mexican. The Central American is so concentrated, it's so delicious. When oh, I yeah, Costa it is. Costa Rica, every yeah. single thing I had there was amazing. <laughs> oh, those people are just so beautiful. I mean, Pura Vida. How can you say it better? And pura like, vida, absolutely. Like pure, pure pura life, vida. man. And like everyone is, yeah. It's, well, it's funny because I, I used to not stuff. like the Maybe Central American stuff so much. Yeah, no, mm. no, no. yeah, no, it's beautiful oh. down there. But I, I used to like you stay away from the Honduran food or whatever because I just, I don't know, I must have had a bad uh, run at it. Really? Yeah, there's this place that's become wonderful, but there was, 
another restaurant before, mm-hmm. and it's on Biscayne Boulevard and 27th Street. It's called La Palapa. Mm, I haven't been there. Oh, boy. So this place is a breakfast joint, and they the, uh, the Hondurans have their own version of the burrito. It's called the Baleada, and it's... It's kind of like a burrito, but they stuff it full of stuff, and you can get a breakfast one there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like some avocado and tomato, mm-hmm. and just ask them for the salsa and the stuff, and all the stuff. Go nuts. Stuff it with the stuff. Go nuts, or they do yeah. cheese Dolphin and steak. With the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's it's Honduran cheese steak. Oh wow! For breakfast. For breakfast, you could do that. Forget about it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let's take a really short break and mm. listen to a little bit more Afro Beta. And we'll be right back. This is the only in Miami show. Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show. And I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern. And you can find everything about the show at www.onlyinmiamishow.com. iTunes, podcast, SoundCloud, and a whole lot more. Check it out at onlyinmiamishow.com. The show's also on Twitter at Only in Miami. I'd like to welcome back my two special guests, the amazing artists, Ives One, all the way from Amsterdam and... Local artist, Kazilla. Guys, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you. So, Ives, you're up. You're on the hot seat, yeah. buddy. What are you doing for Art Basel? Tell the audience. What we're we doing for Art Basel? Um, I'm organizing uh, the Amsterdam Street Fair, or the Amsterdam Art Fair, sorry, Amsterdam Art Fair. Uh, five years ago, <clears throat> I started a nonprofit foundation in Amsterdam, which is... Um, Helping artists uh, to get to get better noticed um, through through the public, and the public getting more noticed for street artists. Now you've got how many people on that Facebook page? I have to check, but it's around two hundred thousand. 
So where can people find you on Twitter? It's uh, I'm sorry, on Facebook. On it's Facebook, Facebook.com. Facebook.com slash Amsterdam Street Art. That's it. Amsterdam Street Art. You can Pretty find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on the web with our own website. You can find us everywhere. AmsterdamStreetArt.com. Yeah. And now you can also find us in Miami. So tell us a little bit about the Miami exhibit. Where is it going to be? Um, we, You know the artist out of your head. I hear 210... Northwest 24th Street, perhaps? Exactly. It's just, just a guess. I know, behind Panda Coffee, straight behind Panda Coffee. You cannot miss it. Uh, what we're going to do is uh, we rented a lot with the big help of you. Huh? <laughs> well, you know. Um, we, we took a, um, I had the idea uh, after being here last year and having uh, all these experiences, and I was like, I have to show this to other Amsterdam artists. We're representing a lot of artists. We're helping them. What better to help? is to bring them to this massive, crazy Valhalla for street artists. <laughs> and so last year I came to the idea, like, hey, let, let's do it, rock and roll. And then I had the luck through a client I could come back uh, during uh, WMC Ultra Festival. Right, during Ultra, the Miami yeah, Music Week. Yeah, and I week, took uh, uh, my yeah. contacts that I had, uh, had a meeting with, with all these contacts, told them about my idea, and everybody looked at me and said, Wow, that's a great idea. Do it. Here we and are, And right? so I flew back uh, to Amsterdam, told the same there, and everybody was like, yeah, let's do it. And so what we're going to do is we're going to start on the 3rd of December uh, till the 7th, so the whole week of Basel. Uh, we're going to bring you an Amsterdam flavor. So when you come on the lot, we, you enter through a tunnel from that moment that you're on an Amsterdam embassy. <laughs> you're on mm -hmm. uh, Amsterdam ground, mm -hmm. Amsterdam rules, Amsterdam flavor. We bring... Eight, uh, eight different artists. Uh, we have six painting artists with us. Uh, so, so who are the, the eight different artists? Just give me a brief overview. I will give you a small brief. We have six painting artists. We have the London Police, which most of the people already know here. Those are my homies. Yeah, they, they, are painting, uh, they are painting the office, the front side of the office of the Lombardi properties office oh, yeah. oh okay that's uh, on, on 167 25th. northwest 25th, 25th street. street so they they are there the whole week when you want to meet them pop by there they're amazing guys bunch of crazy geezers I know. Uh, we got dhm which is uh like an old school uh a designer street artist from amsterdam right. which is uh, really famous in the design world but also in the street art world and he is a very technical street artist uh, very specialized in very sharp, needy lines. It's like a freak almost in how clean he can work. All right. Uh, then we bring... Uh, so he's a realist. No, it's not realism. Mean, he works with uh, with a lot of stencils here. It's a okay. very specific kind of style. Okay. Uh, but it's super needy. It's, um, yeah, <clears throat> it's a different kind of collaborations of certain styles. Uh, but it's like the Polynesian kind of lines, but it's super, super tight and it's really looks so nice and he's gonna make a stencil uh of the logo of, of amsterdam so you will gonna see the logo stencil in his style oh is that that's the emblem with the three x's exactly yeah but it's he's gonna make the whole version but right. the, the sign on our on our flyer is the three x's so when you right see the so three look x's, for the three x's that's under each other three x's under each other then you know you're at the right place uh then we have shem buckus who was here also last year uh, he's uh, also a particular kind of painter who works very needy. It's almost a kind of neurotic, flavored kind of very, 
Neurotic art. Neurotic That's what everybody art. loves. It, the more neurotic, psychedelic. The There's so much <laughs> it's, it's messages. Cool. No, he is very cool. In it and yeah. it's, it's very fine, detailed work. It's almost like fine art, uh, but he brings it to a street art level. Uh, then we have Sober Industries. These are two guys. This is a duo, and they make sculptures out of wood and carton pressed paper, and they make uh, projections on it by 3D mapping. Oh, so they have awesome. uh, like a sculpture of a panther. Like and when you're gonna mapping. exactly when you mm -hmm. look at when you look at the sculpture, it's moving, mm. but it's standing there. So they use this technique. Uh, they have a container of their own, and they they have a couple of sculptures in the container. So you can uh, you can see this kind of stuff. I have to say that's like one of the most thrilling things I've seen, like advancements I've seen in artwork. Yeah. Is being able to turn your piece of art into a living thing by not even changing it. But not like, even changing. Just yeah. creating Different like a moving space on top of it. It's yeah. like it totally will blow your mind. You have exactly. To, like, I'm this is something to uh, we are so, yeah, I'm I saw so a proud. crazy projection by Heineken. So mm -hmm. the, I'm looking forward to this one. My idea was, uh, the idea of bringing artists here was not just bring some artists, but mm -hmm. to bring a line of artists who are complementary on each other. Mm -hmm. So we have a couple of guys, like I said, who paint murals, including myself. Like you said, I have a couple of walls still up in, in, uh, in, in, in Miami. And uh, you also announced a local artist that's going to be showing at the space as well wait recently. One second, I wait heard. one second. I have, uh -oh. I have hey, something so, in my sleeve. <laughs> uh, we also got, uh, like a fa the, 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 I think, uh, one of the most upcoming and famous guys, Thelma Mule. Okay. Uh, they are uh, realistic. Mm -hmm. They are one of the best realistic painters in the moment in, oh, yeah. that's in street art. And then we got the complimentary on sub, uh, Sober Industries on the, on the 3D mapping. We have a light painter with us Ooh. who makes photography with a long, a long uh, closing time and a lot of light effects. So he's slow painting, shutter speed. Yeah, sl slow shutter speeds. And he's painting magic with, with lights. Uh, so the nice thing is for, I think it's $10 you can make, he makes a photo of you. So he has his own booth on our, uh, on our space and he's making the whole night and the whole evening he's making photos for, for everybody. So this is, when you want to have a unique Facebook profile photo or a photo for your girlfriend or whatever, <laughs> come by and make, let make a photo by him. Well, I and mean, we have, think about it. You're, yeah? you're in Art Basel. There's not a lot of meaningful uh, artifacts that you can walk away with for just 10 bucks. So that's kind of no, This kinda is something I, uh, he, he prints it out small. You can have a bigger print for a little bit more, but the small print is $10. So this is something really nice that we, that is also in, like, like I said, that brings each other, eh? the murals, the lightning through the sculptures, and then we have the light painting. So that all brings it to each other. Um, then we also have some music. We have a couple of stands for Fenders, so we have a couple of locals. And we have two local artists in the lineup, uh, which number one is uh, Axel Void. A lot of people would know him because of some of the bigger murals he did also around the world. Uh, I'm very happy that he's part, uh, part of the show. And then we have crazy Miami terrorist, I call him. Uh, he's a real graffiti call, artist. Yeah, he's he's the, a graffiti artist, not just a street some artist. Some say it's not always about quality, but it's about quantity. And if it's somebody who's calling that, it's a florist. Uh, yeah. The florist. 
Oh my god, I was just <laughs> hanging with him like yeah. the night before last. We stayed up way too late. I guess you know some that people say like yeah. Mr. Florist. Yeah. You know some people like, like to like say uh, quantity has a quality all its own. Exactly. Yeah. There's. I think. Uh, but but he's cool. He's got really thing, cool stuff. It's, aim for it, it's urban. It's like it's part of the urban landscape. What he does. It's so he's bringing, weird. He's bringing street art back to the streets. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, whatever we can say, and I'm I'm one of those guys uh, that was. Hardcore in the night, but most of us became, sorry to say, a bunch of pussies who don't paint without any uh, getting any money for it or getting at least the permission <laughs> to paint the wall. Uh, and it's good to have this kind of guys still mm. hanging around who bring Lots in street art and the fl yeah, mm. but who bring in the f who keep the flavors and who show also people that street that the arts are still that it's still for the streets and on the streets and. Yeah, for me, uh, two years ago, I came to the decision like, wow, shit, man, I'm too much at home and painting mm -hmm. in permission. So in Amsterdam, I bought a big roller stick and I went out on the streets again. So Good. That's <laughs> what you should do. That's how it goes. That's what every artist should do is like take that initiative and just go do art for art's sake. Not for exactly. anybody else. Just for yourself. Just have fun. Getting, yeah, it might be a little back. dangerous sometimes, but who yeah, cares? Who cares? <laughs> Exactly when you made it and you're already getting your money and you can also take the you can take the yeah. chance again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, I know who you are. It's okay. I like your stuff. <laughs> Which doesn't mean I'm still looking for a wall with some permission. So you know what? If there's any color. I, I think that we should go weed bombing. What do you guys think? Yeah. Weed bombing. Do you weed remember bombing? that? Check out weedbombing.com and get back to me. Weedbombing.com. Great website. All right. I'm going to check it out. I'm telling you. Weedbombing.com. Weed I know. I'm like, <laughs> what are we I can take no, it no, no. I mean, it's, it's either like you're going to go bomb with weeds or you're going to weed. Like, like, uh, we're gonna <laughs> bomb the weeds, bomb like, the, yeah, <laughs> you're bombing yeah. the weeds, yeah, like gorilla, like gorilla. Uh, what is it? Uh, it, it, it's uh, a, an urban gorilla thing, it's yeah, like, like it's kind of like pointing gorilla out gardening. Well, yeah, yeah, gorilla yeah, gardening. Gorilla gardening. gardening. Yeah. I do that all the time. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I take all those natural plants from Florida, just grab like a handful of their seeds, and then when I'm driving, I just throw them out wherever <laughs> I see grass or whatever, just because. They a girlfriend of mine did it like she went mm -hmm. to these big roundabouts mm -hmm. and she made these crazy sculptures. And sometimes ah. nobody's seen it. And then when the, a couple of months later the plants mm -hmm. came out, amazing. And they're like, So Whoa. we've got one minute left. Kazilla, where mm -hmm. can our audience find you on the internet and on Twitter? Uh. Uh, okay, so you can find me at um, K-A-Z-I-L-L-A dot biz, B-I-Z, not Kazilla dot biz, um, or just Google Kazilla. It's really easy to find me. I'm all over the place. And you're um, at Kazilla on Twitter, right? Yeah, Kazilla on Twitter, Kazilla the Vanilla Gorilla on Instagram, Kazilla and Kazilla does on Facebook. It's, yeah. Tumblr, all that jazz. Alrighty, and Ives, you're on, you're on Facebook? <clears throat> you can find me everywhere under the name Ives1. I V E S one. I V E S O N E, and, that's and then on dot com too. is my website, and the rest just add hashtag whatever. And, and you check will find out me. AmsterdamStreetArt.com, dot mm -hmm. right? Exactly, oh. AmsterdamStreetArt.com. dot com. Then check out um, FewAndFarWomen dot com. That's like an all female graffiti street art and skate crew. It's like Great. the biggest in the world. We're uh, doing a huge wall for Basel. And whoop. that's mm -hmm. all the time we have for this hour. But we'll be right back at See eight o'clock. Soon. This is the only in Miami show.
This is the Only in Miami show, hosted by Grant Stern. Tonight's show is underwritten by Morningside Mortgage Corporation. Morningside Mortgage Corporation keeps the Only in Miami show commercial-free. You can find them online at www.morningsidemortgage.com. That's www.morningsidemortgage.com. Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiamishow.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podcasts, and a whole lot more. Check us out online at www.onlyinmiamishow.com. We're back with Ruby from the Arts Ballet Theater of Florida, who's putting on the Nutcracker this season at the Fillmore, Jackie Gleason, and Miami Beach, Aventure Arts and Cultural Center, and the Parker Playhouse in Fort Lauderdale. Ruby, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you so much. So tell our audience, in a nutshell, what's the Nutcracker about? It's about a girl that falls in love with a toy, the Nutcracker, and the toy becomes a prince, and they travel to the land of sweets, and uh, the, the dream comes true. So why is it that the Nutcrackers always performed around the holiday season? Why well, is it so popular then? Well, you know, the, um, usually the Nutcracker was performed in Europe during any time of the year. Um, but when Balanchine brought it to the U.S., um, they performed it in Christmas. And that's how the, the, the tradition began. So now everywhere in the planet, <laughs> they do it in Christmas. So we joined that celebration, and that's how we came up with uh, coming and doing the Nutcracker with our Arts Ballet Theater of Florida. So uh, I'm checking out your flyer, and the website is artsballettheater.org. Correct. Like all one word, Arts Ballet Theater. And it's going to be December 7th at the Fillmore on Miami Beach, and then December 12th, 13th, and 14th at the Aventura Arts and Cultural Center as well as December 20th and 21st at the Parker Playhouse up in Fort Lauderdale. And you said there was one more show that we're missing from this. No, no. Actually, there are uh, two shows that are happening in the same theaters in Aventura and the Parker Playhouse right. on the 12th and on the 17th because those shows are dedicated to the children of the public schools of the area. So uh, okay, it's great. fantastic. So, you know, it's a great opportunity to to show the children what the arts of, of ballet means, you know, what, what the... It, many, many, many children begin uh, watching ballets just because of the Nutcracker. So um, this is a great opportunity that the schools can bring the children to the shows. Oh, that's really neat. So what sets apart the Arts Ballet Theater, uh, the Art, Arts Ballet Theater of Florida's production? Like what makes it different from other productions of the same show? Well, we have always um, these comments from the audience that visit us. They say they identify themselves in the play because uh, we include children and uh, the the. So you include children in your cast. Correct. 
Correct. Okay, we, that's we, very cool. We have, uh, we have professional dancers, of course, because the company has 20 professional dancers from all over the world. Also, we have that diversity included. But uh, I think, um, and for what the people has expressed, is that they feel identified. They see the the children dancing, and they feel it's happening in their own homes. So um, we make it very close to the audience, and it's always fun all the time. And there are so many special effects, and the costumes are wonderful. And I think that's that's what makes it different. That's very cool to actually have, you know, the professionals and the children. Correct. You know, it's a mix mixing together, and you guys have so many performances one, two, three, four, five, six performances open to the public, and two more, and and two more that are for for Miami Dade students. Yes, so check it out at www.artspelletheater.org. And we're gonna go to break and listen to the Nutcracker. This is the only in Miami show.
Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami Show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find us online at www.onlyinmiamishow.com. We're back with the Drastic Fanatic. Another Drastic Monday, baby. Drastic Monday. Welcome back to the studio. I missed you, pal. I thought you got snowed in up there. No, not in Buffalo. Um, (laughs) Not in Buffalo, just Boca. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> but that was some story, huh? Bills and my Jetsies battling it tonight. Thank you to uh, Gracious City of Detroit. You could probably use a little economic lift. The only place <laughs> with more rust than New York or Buffalo combined is Detroit Detroit Rock City. <laughs> so what, what's the score? Talk to me here. Uh, Bills 7-3. Okay, so it's still early. Typical Jets haven't AFC given up yet. East, rock'em, sock'em. Right, Jets affair. haven't given up yet, exactly. Right. <laughs> the Jets are trying to play spoiler. Now we got your, your fishies uh, coming up to the Meadowlands next week. So we'll try to rain on that parade. Yeah. Rain interceptions on the parade. Hey, at this point, the fact that they're still playing Michael Vick, you know, it's just, I, it I don't know. It says that Frex he's under contract. Shot. Yeah. I don't know if Rex thinks he still has a shot, you know, to give up on the youngster. Um, you know, you're not going to see what he's all about. And then you're basically saying, I'm going to have to draft a quarterback next year and, and start this experiment from scratch. You know, Yeah, or, that's true. Why not just let Geno drive the, the, the sports car? Right. And if he the wrecks it, crashed. Well. Yeah, but I guess Rex Ryan's just uh, – he's playing for a contract. So <laughs> <laughs> Rex is playing – you see, that's the thing. I think that's nuts. In the NFL, how can you let your coach play for a contract once you're, you're already pretty much eliminated? Are the Jets – Mathematically eliminated yet from the NFL playoffs? Uh, according to my contabulations, uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've said it all year that they math not, is actually. math is the to, big enemy for the Jets. Some crazy part of my mind yesterday when they were showing this, uh, the standings last night was still trying to figure out a way. But you know what? At least uh, the Raiders won in spite of themselves, uh, which helps the Jets' <laughs> cause for a better pick. And uh, Jacksonville... You know, we're right there with those two for, for the best, over, you know. best overall franchise. I mean, did you see the end of that Jets Raider game Jacksonville. on Thursday? You know, somehow I missed uh, the end of that dude, one. Dude. But I heard it involved Tony Sperano fist pumping over timeouts, which well, was is par for the course. But then the celebration. Did you see that booth? The two guys on the Raiders dancing? Well, after Darren back there, he, he had to have seen it. Yeah, he's a hawk. He's on top of it. That's our booth is on top of everything. Stat. Yeah, yeah. And they, to, they saved the they saved the penalty. <laughs> they saved yeah, the tuck, penalty. Tuck called the timeout. <laughs> yeah, took all the timeout. Just yeah. a tuck, So this is what happened, right? So the Raiders are trying. Um, who, um, who they play? The Chiefs, right? Yeah, so they're the playing Chiefs, the Chiefs. They're the playing Chiefs the best. Driving down one four. of the best teams in the league. Right. The Raiders. The Raiders are up four. The Chiefs are driving now. They need a touchdown to go ahead, and it was like second and five, and. Two of the Raiders sacked the quarterback for like a loss of nine or whatever. And starts celebrating. And the clock is rolling, right? Casey doesn't have any timeouts. So these two guys break out <laughs> into this whole synchronized dance. Yeah. Are you watching it right now? No, but I mean. They break out into this whole dance. The losing the, team has the, no timeouts. <laughs> so they're hustling back to the line, right? They're hustling back to the line. Meanwhile, these guys are still back there doing this dance. Right. They would get a five-yard penalty and stop the clock for him, right? right? Exactly. Justin Tuck sees it. Does time out? I mean, that guy must be like, I am definitely not in uh, veteran, giant blue anymore. Veteran move. Veteran move. Veteran called move. the timeout, and uh, 
preserved it. So they won in spite of themselves, basically. So that was yeah. good for Jet fans, actually. <laughs> that is really, really. Anytime a team wins in spite of itself, a Jets fan goes to heaven. <laughs> you get one free pass. You get one freebie in there, and the yeah, rest, man. nada. We're already we already deserve heaven after dealing what we've been dealing with for all these years. Well, I just you know I this whole season has made fantasy football that much more fun for me. I agree. Yeah, because I'm because the two of us are in a league filled. We, there's twelve of yep. us, right? Twelve team league. Yep. Twelve team league, and I th- I think what maybe like ten of them and are Jets fans. To be in, yeah, ten Jet fans. <laughs> ten Jet fans. Miami... One Giants fan, and the Miami Dolphins fan is you. Say it. The Miami face eating zombies. The Miami face eating <laughs> zombies. Jeez, Louise. There's an in- there there is an intimidation factor to that. No. <laughs> No. no, I'm not intimidated. <laughs> Who's, leading the league? Who's, leading? Who's leading the league? Hold on, hold on. Every, every, no, no, hold on. Oh, you can't spoil the every, surprise. Hold on, every, hold on. Every zombie has his day. <laughs> Wait, you're asking who's leading the league. Well, I think that you need to to switch to computer for that, and I'll play you a tape that's telling you who is leading the league. Okay, come on, bring it up. Let's hear it. You. Let's hear it. Grand Stern Booth, Show. Bring up the tape. <laughs> huh? Bring up the computer. Let's hear it. That's an old classic. The banjo solo is coming up. Wait for it. The Fife. Gotta have a Fife. A real fight song has a Fife and a banjo. After what happened in Denver yesterday? Hello. We can talk about that for a minute. Hey, I don't see that game. About it? Huh? I did not see Let's that game, so it. it didn't happen. Let's talk about it. They I, I, it. I only saw the first half, so the second half clearly the did not off. happen. We had the game, but we had a couple of injuries in the corner. We had it, hey, so and and the and the defense and the defensive coordinator, he went to zone, which you can't play zone against Peyton Manning. No, he <laughs> don't do so. Yeah, you can't do that. So that that's what that's not winning him. football, man. If you're winning, and then that interception, and then the interception that Tannehill threw, it wasn't his fault. Yeah, he hit the receiver right in the hands. He did. Hit the receiver right in the hands. The receiver didn't catch the ball. It did. He didn't catch it the ball. Off his hand. It bounced yeah, off his hands. I thought it was deflected by a defender. No, never got touched by a defender. It touched the Are receiver's sure? hands, and he didn't catch the who ball. Was, who was the receiver? I couldn't tell you. I think it was Jarvis Landry. Wasn't it? Uh, I'm pretty sure. And he had a good that game. Kid, I like but I think it was maybe game. a little behind him. He had a great I, game, actually. Yeah, but the rule is if it hits you in the hands, you got to catch it. Yeah, yeah. He had a great team it. on whose fantasy team? Yours. <laughs> oh, <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. I'm I picked up Mike Wallace. Week. I'm in. Uh, I was holding on to a playoff slot coming into the week, but uh, I look like I'm going to catch an L this it's week. Not looking good. Nah, not for me this oh, week. Man. Hopefully, I'll still be in contention. There's only like two more weeks left in the. Uh, two weeks? No, no, no. There's next week. I think that's it. This. Oh, this right, week right, and right, next week, and then team. Right. Uh, most most leagues are going into the playoffs at this point. I think even eighteen or leagues they go into sure. week thirteen. All no, they normally do like two rounds of playoffs. Oh, really? So yeah. they go like fourteen weeks if you're in a smaller league. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Yep. 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 So, so, who is the pickup this week? Do you have a pickup of the week? Is it this guy Gray who who plays for? Uh, 
<laughs> the Patriots. How many people picked him up? He had four touchdowns last week. Yeah. Didn't even play this and week. He got yeah, benched. he was late for practice on Friday. Wow. And Unimportant Belichick to the team. Picked yeah. up Legarrett Blunt off the scrap heap. Like, <laughs> he comes in and has two, a hell of a game. Two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, these Patriots, man. I mean, we could sit here and play our songs and do it, but I mean, hello. <laughs> they had this guy Gray's on the cover of Sports Illustrated this week, right? Yeah, they made, off the practice squad. They made Detroit 200 look yards. like garbage yesterday. What's they, that? They made that defense from Detroit look like garbage yesterday. Garbage, and they've been in, and they've been in everyone's face all exactly. year. Exactly. Wait a and, second, I found it. I've got the Patriots fight song. It's it's the new drastic fight song. Bring it up. No oh boy. New England Patriots. <laughs> That's terrible. That's just terrible. <laughs> New England. <laughs> New England Patriots. New England Patriots. They're so passionate. So passionate. <laughs> I think I think if we threw in a banjo solo it would be perfect. Hold on. <laughs> Electric, ba- the electric banjo. New England. Patriots. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! Wow. Only on YouTube. So drastic. You're not, you're not a Miami. giant. You're not a giant fan, are you? I'm not a giant fan. No. Oh, they. Yeah, no, they. They were much. He better. wishes, man. Eli you should see all that green night. on him. Green with envy. Yeah. He's part of gang green. I thought the Giants were going to beat Dallas last night. Yeah, they blew that one. They blew that one, man. Listen, man, as far as I'm concerned, wait, wait, wait. I don't, the Giants I don't, I don't did beat Dallas the in the great here. catches let's department. Let's get back to the Dolphins for a second. Okay, okay, let's talk let's, about the let's Dolphins. Talk about let's talk about it. Miami do it. show. Let's do it. So, okay, the so, Dolphins did take some positive steps yesterday, but not the one we wanted. Uh, they lost that, by three, which is like the card? margin of error when you're on the road. Yeah, the home team is presumed to have like a three-point uh, you know, advantage just being at home. 11, though, going into the fourth, that's what it boils down to. Yeah, and man. we caught some bad breaks against some, the best. We had some problems on defense at the second half. That's what happened. I mean, was it more there's offensive a saying, adjustments look, or and defensive they ran lack the ball. of adjustments? They and, ran the ball for over 200 yards. That's that's that Anderson. was uncharacteristic like, of my Talk about defense. your pickup. He was last week's fantasy pickup. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, <clears throat> there is a saying in football, Demiris Thomas happens. Yeah, man. And when he happens to you, there's just not much that can stop it. It's pretty disgusting. What about the what about the the solid Dolphin cornerbacks? Shouldn't they? I mean, come on, they? man. It's just you yeah. can't you know, stop. You know who, on cornerbacks. You know who? You know who the, hey, let me ask you this question. The same question I heard earlier today. Yeah. Num- number forty was playing cornerback. Who was that? <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. That sounds like uh, exactly. like a James Ahegbo type. Well, was, there were some injuries. Yeah, we, that's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. some injuries yesterday, so that's why they started playing zone. Is that why they had to adjust? Uh, well, they started yeah. playing zone. So and and I saw that Juwan James, uh, Juwan Jones, why, why, uh, went why out zone? in the first why half. Why not just Did go come all back? at him? Why not just blitz the world and try to get to him? Because he's Peyton. You, you don't guess play. Peyton Manning, you don't you kill don't, yourself. You don't do I mean, that. Yeah. Well, it's just like, hey, what kind of you death do you want? Zone, though. And you don't do that. And you guys, but you, you know, guys zone. It's it's slow and boring death, and a man to man and a lot of blitzing or a zone blitz. It's just a fast. What's a dolphin strength? But that was working in the first half. But what's a dolphin strength on defense? On defense, yeah, it's well, got to be our line, team. man. Our, uh, Cam Wake, yeah, Jared yeah. Odrick. But yeah, that's but not blitzing. Attack. But yeah, when but you blitz, you got to have coverage. You got to have some corner support when you blitz. But when you play his own, what are you doing? Oh, you're giving him free room. <laughs> so. You're just giving him the field. Uh, hey, throw the ball over well here. Roll the dice at that point. Yeah, then. throw it over here. 
Well, again, it's just they sat there and looked at the clock and said, okay, we can try and bend, not break a little bit can't here. Can't do that with but they, But they kept bending and bending and then breaking and breaking. Can't do that with Dylan. God forbid. The but the Jets. interception killed him. <laughs> I got the, the interception just really would just did him in. Yeah, that interception did do the, the Dolphins in because it turned into a, an immediate touchdown on yeah, the other side. Yeah. And you know what? It wasn't just that, but it was also. a loss of points. Yeah. They were in. They were in. They were in. They were in scoring range, weren't they? Well, they weren't in scoring range. No, they were, they were looking Dolphins good. They were marching. Yeah. And, and, you know, really, the, the Denver Broncos never fully stopped Tanny at all. Mm-mm. Not they, really. It they both just, had a good game. Yeah, they both had Dan, great Dan, games. Tanny game. stuck in there. I mean, for the Dolphins, I don't feel like we've seen Tanny's ceiling yet, and that's what's important. Right. You know, like we know what Peyton Manning can do. We saw it. He's how about, been doing how it about the years. running game yesterday? So when you have an 11-point lead going through the fourth, are you trying to chew some clock out too on offense? Yeah, Miami couldn't run the ball yesterday. Well, that, uh, you know what? Br- Brandon Albert is out for the season. Did Juwan James come back into the game yesterday? That's a good question. I'm going to look yeah. it up because they lost Juwan James in the first half, and that's a, a huge loss. You have to remember he is a rookie uh, playing as uh, playing tackle for the Dolphins. He he was the starting right tackle, and he's been starting since day one. He's our first round draft pick. The Dolphins, you know, got this year, and then I mean that's it. You know, he had to slide over to left tackle, which is the most difficult position in football, I would say. I mean, it's certainly the highest paid in the offensive line, and those guys get the big bucks for a reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, he switched over to left tackle to fill the the void, and I I saw him go out. Let's see, Oof. he is Buffalo he 14-3. S- suffered a shoulder stinger in the second quarter of Sunday's game. Say that three times fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough, man. Yeah. So he is sidelined. Uh, what are they saying? I'm reading the the Sun Sentinel here, and uh, he was replaced by Jason Fox. A University of Miami standout mm. who last played left tackle for the Hurricanes. Wow. He's been active for four of the 11 games that a, the Dolphins have played. Mm. And Excellent. that is why they couldn't run. Yeah. 97 um, yards. Well, they ran fine in the first half. Uh, Fox at left tackle. Shelly Smith at left guard. Don't know who he is. Samson Satelli at center. Mike Pouncey at right guard. And Dallas Thomas at right tackle. Um, the Dolphins only carry uh, seven offensive linemen to the game day roster, so Dallin College, who started the game at left guard, is the only viable reserve for the second half of Sunday's game. That's tough. Mm-hmm. That is really tough. You take away one of the best players at his position mm-hmm. in all of football, and then you take away his only backup, and they're they're all playing. So, yep. you know, the well. Dolphins have a week to get it together. And, but when you lose that kind of talent in the middle of the game, it's hard. It, All there's I can an say impact. Is, y'all better not lose to the Jets next week. Oh Ooh. man! Hey, don't worry about the Jets. We'll sweep the Jets, and you know, all we got to worry about is Baltimore. A couple weeks ago, the Jets actually didn't lose a game. They had a bye. Oh, last <laughs> weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish I had five cents for every time I heard that one last week. <laughs> you might have a video, oh, a brand new video. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> We're hey. taking your calls, by the way. 305-541-2350. Give us a shout. 305-541-2350. If you want to talk to Dolphins, the Heat, sports, make a comment. Just laugh about the Jets. Give us a call. 14-3, actually. 305-541-2350. I got to hear from my buddy on Twitter now. Uh, The Jersey Shore? Jersey Shore. (laughs) Jersey Shore. Tell him to call in and talk a little smack. 
okay, I'll see what we can do. He's a Bills fan. Tell, yeah, he's a Bills fan. Okay. <laughs> I'll take the business. I can take it. You can take it? Oh, I've been defending Jet Nation it. for the last 39 years. <laughs> 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 I make it sound good, even though what I say has really no substance to it. At least I, you know, <laughs> I'm adamant in my defense, so at least, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, bringing Jay on the show well, I've been took it to a whole the other Jets, level. The Mets, the Knicks. I mean, seriously, it's just like it's all I could do. Okay, well, I'll tell I you got, what. I have no counterattacks. It's all defense. <laughs> you're so like Rex. Sad. You're like the Rex Ryan of Jets fans. Yeah, basically, I, <laughs> no I'll offense, put a little comical defense. twist to it. Into you feet. Know. Yeah, and enough said. Going to the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> Who? Jets? Jets. Rex. Jet, Rex might at his next stop. Yeah. If Rex goes if to the Patriots, he might go to the Super Bowl I next year. I don't want Rex to go. I'll be honest with you. I don't want Rex gone. I'd rather have the GM gone than Rex. Really? Rex, when he had Rex had talent, Rex did well. They when got, he had talent, but hey, you got to draft. And he, well, that's not Rex and doesn't whose draft. Team, whose team did he take to those two AFC championships? Who, man, genius? Yeah. Who, 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 <laughs> no, but him and Sanchez were rookies the same year. You know, they had a bunch of new guys they brought in. Uh, Braylon Edwards, Antonio Sanchez, Holmes, Richardson. Not, it was a whole new so squad they brought in. Not doing so bad at Philly, huh? Sanchez. Yeah, you give the guy talent. Same with Rex. If you give Rex talent, that's my point. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. You're the coach. You bring the talent in. You have to have a staff around you to bring in well, the talent. Well, no. I, I don't blame Rex. People do want to play for Rex. Oh, okay. He is a player's coach. Oh, a player's coach. Yeah. But the players just don't want to come to New York. because Like Santonio San Holmes. They come. He came. Yeah. What are you talking about? Those guys came. Like uh, Revis Island. Revis Island. Yeah. Well, Revis Island, he was here. It's not that he wasn't trying to recruit him. That's all of a money thing. Oh, money thing. That was, yeah. Rex didn't well, help a lot thing? with that. Rex, remember, money remember when Rex said we will pay oh, Revis yeah. Island anything to keep him? That yeah, gave the team not, a lot of leverage. He doesn't sign the checks, though. <laughs> yeah, that, that, really did, that really helped the leverage part. He's the best at doing this in the entire <laughs> world. I love him. Uh, you had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. We're going to open up the lines. Pain, 305-541-2350. Give us a call now. Let's talk some sports. This is the only in Miami show with Drastic Fanatic.
Oh, welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and the whole show at www.onlyinmiamishow.com. Podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, and a whole lot more. Check it out online at www.onlyinmiamishow. We're back with Drastic Fanatic. Thanks for coming to the show, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So let's talk about the NBA for a little bit. Sure. Uh, I, I'll start playing defense too. There. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you do not have to de- defend LeBron anymore, as you were prone to doing all of these many years, my friend. You're loving it, aren't you? <laughs> what? You what? are loving it. Oh come on! Who could have known that something like this would happen? Something's gonna have to happen. There's gonna de- there's gonna be a deal that needs to be made there. What deal? Point guard. No, uh oh. I think it's more, than, it's more than that. Let's start at the top. Let's LeBron? start at the top with the LeBron or they the coach? The coach. They don't have a coach. This guy has a. Youth. Actually, they. This if guy, you'll recall, if you will recall, how many chance, NBA coaches did I say they have on their bench right now? <laughs> and why are we having such a problem here? Yeah. Number ones. We talked about that hmm. a couple of weeks ago. A lot of number ones on that team. Oh, they do have a well, lot boy, of Chiefs. LBJ's, uh, a lot of number ones. But I mean, we're, uh, I've been with watching. He's Vine. disrespecting the coach, though. It looks like I don't know. Hey, man. did you see what happened in the game that, yeah, the other night? Yeah, he totally they were disrespected. The, him. They were in the huddle. LeBron was in the middle of the huddle, and the he coach was the... standing on the in the back of the huddle. Yeah. What do you? He's the coach. The head coach standing in the back, and LeBron is telling everybody what to do. <laughs> so there's your problem right there. Right the coach there. Is Are not you coaching. sure? Oh, yeah. The coach is not. You coaching. think that he doesn't want to coach, or is that LeBron? <laughs> he's not. LeBron. He doesn't want to. He can't. You know what? He's not ready for an NBA game. LeBron treats that team. I don't know. If like, it, like I, it's I, I, his little. I don't think that's a fair statement to say. I think if he would have came in, Le- like LeBron a young treats team that like they team like their little brother. They're all little yeah. brother to him, and they're, they're littler than even Mario Chalmers. Yeah, Mario he, Chalmers yeah. entered the NBA with a ring. Yeah, exactly. You know what it is? I think LeBron's also kind of like, yeah, I think that's what it is. What's they're that? all little what brother. Little brother, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he thinks that he's doing this. Like he kind of like did the city of Cleveland a favor by going back. Yeah, he did. You know yeah. what I mean? But he's kind of like carrying that in his right. body language. Yeah, he is. You're right, and you're right. What you're saying is right, but at the same time, he's got to get over that. You have a team full of number. See, when you when he came down here, we had number ones. We had Bosch was a number one. Wade right. was a number Very one. Very humble. LeBron was a number humble. one. But, but guess what? Humble number Wade ones. and Bosch took a back seat to LeBron. LeBron, you go ahead, you take over. Yeah, and that's what happened. But who's take? But who? Kyrie Irving is it's not, not. doing It's not that. doing it exactly. And no, Love is right. not doing. Love, that's is, why Love is mad because he's not getting. T- I'm not getting the touches. He's not getting him down low. They're well, like, yeah, he's that's t- a problem. He's sticking in the corner like a three point special. Pat, yeah, that's way Pat Riley coined a saying. And it's a very important saying in the the Riley Ball space. It's called the disease of more. That's what would happen after you win a championship. Everybody would get the disease of more. They wanted more shots, Mm -hmm. more money, more women, more vacation, especially more basketball, like the ball in their hands. And there's only one ball on that floor. That's it. And it's very difficult to balance all those. Well, that's why I'm saying I think a deal needs to be made, and we said it a couple of weeks ago that? too. Kyrie Irving for Rajon Rondo. Oh no, bad to worse. Why? <laughs> that's a pass first guy. He is a pass first guy. He knows how to guy. orchestrate. He knows how and, to. And he's a defender. And he's a great defender. Exactly. 
Yeah. Yeah, they have total no, opposite Cleveland of has what no Kyrie defense. Irving is. They have no defense. Yeah. Kyrie Irving right. could be the best player on a team, but it needs to be, you know, he'd be good on Boston. Yeah. Well, that's Irving my, would be great on Boston if Boston really wanted to go like uh look like the, like who the, the, the 76ers three, with Iverson. Can either you name me three guys? The Knicks with Starbury. Can you name me three guys on the Celtics right now? Uh Danny Ainge. Yeah, exactly. Um, that dude Larry who used Bird. to coach Butler and Rajon Rondo. There you go. There you go. Three Other dudes. Rondo. That's, a, that's all I can name for you. Well, Danny Ainge doesn't count. No, but that's my point. Like, if you, Kyrie Irving were to go there, at least he can bring some star power back to Boston. God only knows their baseball team got plenty of it now. Oh, yeah. I heard about You saw that, that today? I heard about Red that. Sox? Oh, my God. They signed Hadley Ramirez. You know what? And, I'm glad. And, and yeah. the Kung Fu Panda. Pablo Sandoval. Pablo Sand- yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the Kung Fu Panda. Dude, he's a champion. He's a true and true champion. He's got three rings. The guy's a gamer. The guy couldn't get make it out in the World Series. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Yeah. Well, he's got hey. Mashburn syndrome. Now that he got, he's <laughs> Jamal got Mashburn, you know, it's like <laughs> the, the third option. Oh, the Red Sox going to go from worst to last to worst again. Again? You think so? Yeah. I mean, come on. I'm just hoping. Um, they said he, they, everybody wanted to go there because they love Big Poppy. So how many how many more years has Big Poppy got though? I mean, seriously, uh, I don't know, man. I'm I not know. counting. How many more years on the contract? A lot of Dominicans. That's a, you see, that's exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's how yeah. many years he's got. That's how many years he's got? Like true. Steve Nash, right? <laughs> exactly. Boston's- Just like Steve Nash, man. Steve Nash got that three year yeah. deal. He's like, well, I'm really sorry that I'm a little too injured to play right now. But I'll take my. But I'm deposit. not retiring just yet. No. I think I'm moving to Boston, opening a Dominican restaurant. Yeah, hey. <laughs> that might be the move. High end. That might high be the move. End. Yeah. High end. But okay, we we fell off track here. We were talking about uh the new Cleveland Cavaliers championship mm. roster. Mm. That's starting Sean Marion at shooting guard. This mo- roster seems a little mismatched, doesn't it? Yeah. But how do you get out now? You got love to a long-term deal. He's the only one with the option to leave. I could see I could see Love and LeBron getting along. I, I really think the problem's with the point guard, though, honestly. Yeah, but how do you get rid of that? They gave him a, a, De- a Derrick Rose deal, which the Derrick Rose uh, bargaining provision is looking worse and worse, isn't and, it? And you know the only one that can leave is LeBron. LeBron. Right. He was smart. He, he can walk away. Two year, the two-year yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Actually, wait a second. I, you know, I, I want you to hear what I'm hearing. LeBron is like, okay, I have control. You know, the New York I Knicks. have I have control. I have a one-year deal. I have a bunch of teammates who are selfish losers. I have a bunch of teammates who can't play defense. I have a coach. My number one (laughs) defensive stopper is 32 years old and fragile. My point guard can score 34 points with no assists. I am LeBron, the general manager, master coach, everything on this team. Maybe it's not working out there just yet. Not, not yet. yet. Yeah, Give it some time. Because nobody wants to take no, I'm telling you, when he came here, everybody, the number ones, took a step back and let him be the lead, take the lead. Nobody's taking a step back. Until, well, that was the whole until thing. that happens Those guys got to talk it out it's first. Be a problem. Those guys how long, how long is it going to take to talk it out? 
I think it's going to take well, a few years. I'm they're not they, going to. They're not going to get there. In they're Miami, just not they get all there. came in holding hands, dancing on the stage, exactly. smoke. You know what that's I mean? Right. And everybody said, and "Oh, they're celebrating," the and that's and that's at the tone for I guess chemistry. But none of these guys the knew each other. But they talked about all that but before Kay he Love, even came to Miami. Yeah, but K Love never. Yeah, to Miami, right? But not the case in uh, Cleveland. No, not the case there. Exactly. No, not and that's not the case. Not at all. Right. Right. Well, you know, we. As a matter of fact, Love could have played with LeBron, but he sat out waiting for this deal to get executed so yep. he couldn't even go play with him in Team USA. It would probably have been better if he went there. Honestly. Yeah, it would have been better if they had all gone to Team USA. That would have been actually a huge, huge, huge out. improvement for them because right. then they could go to these other guys, the Dion Waiters is of the world, mm. and tell them, look, chucker, you can't play like a chump. You have to mm. just keep your head up. And when you give up a few easy buckets because you've never played defense before in your life, you have to go out and score a few more. Varejao's right. a gamer, you know. He'll give you, he'll yeah, give he you quality. I like minutes. him. I like you. Got to like Varejao. I think had his best moment of, of the season in the preseason in the first in game Brazil. in Brazil. In Brazil. <laughs> I mean, his his he season's had a good already day the other day. Actually, I watched him. I think they lost though. Yeah, I mean, they he tried to create another Miami Heat there, but not. Not with the same DNA. It he's like a Udonis huge... Haslam. He's like the, their version of Udonis. Nah, dude. He's not Ooh, like Verge their out. version of Udonis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I like Verge Verge I like Verge Verge Verge. Yeah, is he's the longest serving uh, athlete in all of Cleveland right now. Right. In other words, the longest suffering Brazilian in the that's entire world. Thing. In the gray, in the snow, in the cold. Yeah, he's there. See, in Miami, though, too, you didn't have a, a, an alpha point guard, you know? So that kind of helped LeBron be more of the facilitator. Um, Dwayne Wade exactly. was the alpha combo guard. All right. But in other words, he's the alpha guard, one guard and Look, alpha when two ball, guard. When the ball gets inbounded with the alpha point guard, it's always going to the alpha point guard to bring it up, right? Right. Yeah, but once again, what did, I, what did we start this whole conversation by saying? You know what? Bosh and Wade took a step back. And right. also, but Kyrie I'm Irving. Sure, nobody's taking a step to, back on, look, on Cleveland's team right Kyrie now. Irving but is physically point. gifted. This is why, though. We all know that Kyrie is fast. He's got a great handle. And he's he can He can pull up and, and pop a shot from anywhere on the court. And he's young. And he's young. Exactly. But his mind is not developed to the point of an NBA champion or even an NBA playoff competitor. Not yet. Nobody on that team. Nah. Except for LeBron. Who else now, has been to the playoffs Matrix, on that team? Matrix is a... He's been to the playoffs. The Matrix LeBron has LeBron has been rings. to the playoffs. Verjao has been to the playoffs, right? Yeah. Verjao has been to the playoffs. Who else? LeBron has been to the... And Mike Miller. But oh, I mean, four. again... There you go. You know, James Jones. Five. But that's... That's not making it happen. And look for them. at James Jones. You bought James Jones to Cleveland and sit on the bench. Well, that's what he was doing in Miami. Yeah, I think I would have rather stayed here. I think I might have I think rather weather, stayed here. The weather's too. a little better down here. Definitely better. <laughs> you know, I can't blame him for going with the King. He was, he's going to have a bigger role up there no matter what. Somebody's going to get hurt at some point. I mean, it, it happens. It's a long season. No, I'm, I'm yeah. not being mean. No. It, okay. It's a long season. You're going to get a nick, a bruise. Tonight, you know, in Cleveland. <laughs> something you don't want a nick yeah. or a bruise. That's no. the NBA. Cavs are playing the Magic tonight. Uh oh. I thought they played last night. What's happening to the Cavs? 72 50, Cleveland. Oh, well, oh, they played tonight. Yeah, I thought right they played last. Third yeah, quarter. poor, poor Magic man. They, oh. they're a rebuilding team. I yeah. mean, they could be better, but they, they're not up to the, the task. Where, uh, okay, and tomorrow night the Heat actually play the Golden State Warriors, which should be very exciting to see Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Those guys are dynamic. I hope they don't blow the Heat out. <laughs> I mean, they're nasty. Probably the Cleveland, the, yeah, the Splash Brothers. The Splash Brothers. There you go. 
I mean, it's almost unfair having the two of them back there. I can't think of two better look, shooters on the same team in the league. Uh, you know, I really liked him last year, but I don't know. The whole thing with, you know, I'm a big Mark Jackson fan, right? And what happened with Mark Jackson? Kind of uh, yeah, I, I miss Mark Jackson, sour, too. Sour taste, but he's good in the booth. I love hearing that Queens accent on nationally televised games. I can't, I can't lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> the inventor of the Mark Jackson rule. That's <laughs> Mark, Mark Jackson. Yeah. People believe that Mark Jackson... Uh, is only famous for inventing the Mark Jackson rule. But, in fact, no, he also coached the teams. The job, the helicopter, all those <laughs> patented moves. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the shimmy? The shimmy. He's the original shimmy guy. Are you kidding me? The, the high elbow to the that chin. That was really a sad day when the Knicks <laughs> traded away uh, Mark Jackson, man. I, mean, I know. There was no one more in New York than Mark Jackson. You trade him away for Charles Smith. And then Charles Smith, it just served him right. I think that was Which like a Charles curse. Smith? There's like Fluid. several of them. Charles Fluid Smith, the guy who missed four layups against the Bulls for us in that playoff game. Oh, not the guy that got arrested and went to. No, there's, there's, Charles, there's a few illustrious Smith Charles Smith went to uh, Pitt. Oh, <laughs> whatever. But <laughs> Sorry, that was dude. A, that was a, that was a dark day in Nick history. But anyway, name one superstar named Charles Smith. Definitely exactly. Not this, definitely not this guy. <laughs> definitely not this bum. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. Hey, let's do this. Let's take a really short break, and we'll be right back. This is the only in Miami show. Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. Thank you so much for joining us. And you've been listening to Palo, and that is Tabaco y Ron pa mi Santa. I always dedicate that one to the Marlins because it makes me think of Serrano for Major League. I'm sacrificing a little bit of something. Yeah. It's a little sacrifice is necessary in certain sports, right? Sometimes you want to do like Serrano. You know? Sometimes you do. You want to sacrifice I do it myself. Something. <laughs> I can think of a few guys on the Jets you probably want to sacrifice right now uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to Joe Boo. And by the way, Paolo was at the Latin Grammys. They were nominated for Best Tropical Album this year. Oh, were they? They certainly at were. At the Grammys, huh? They were at the Latin Grammys in L.A. with Pibur. Let me ask you a question. If you don't win the Grammy, right, do they tell you what place you came in or no? 
I choose to believe that they came in second place. And actually, (laughs) probably the other group had lots of dead people voting for them. (laughs) Um, Because Paulo is too awesome to not win any award that they're nominated for. In fact, they're just super cool. Even a Grammy. I believe it. Yeah, totally. So, have you been watching my Miami Heat? Um, I never can find the channel, honestly. Sun Sports? <laughs> yeah, I have AT&T Universe, and it's always mixed like... It's not with the other sports stations. That's the problem. Oh, it's not with the other sports stations. So that's stations. my excuse. All sports fans watch DirecTV. DirecTV? Yeah. Real, real well, sports fans, that is. I well, hope you collected well for that. I'm not in... <laughs> plug, 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 plug. Plug, plug, plug. plug, plug. Um... Now they've they've been playing pretty well and uh amazingly Luol Deng is doing really well as as a small forward in the Miami yeah. Heat system. Can you he's imagine why? Well. Yeah, he's playing well. Yeah. Last night Bosch, big shot Bosch. Big shot Bosch, but uh, uh Luol Deng had 19 points in the first half. Mm. And Mario Chalmers had 8 points and 8 assists in the first half. That's hardcore, man. Mario doing very well. Yeah, and yeah, five Mario's of those assists were ball. for triples. So Piece. He's really uh he scored what 19 last night and 24 with 10 assists the night before. He's actually had two ba- uh, double doubles, which I think they're the first two in several years and I mean, he's playing peak peak basketball uh with Dwayne Wade out. Yeah, and Dwayne and Cole was out last night. <clears throat> That's right. Uh Norris Cole has a dislocated finger. Yeah. Um and, w- and what's the deal with uh D Wade here? Well, <clears throat> what I what I understand is they want to hold him out uh, past this one next game, and then he'll be back this Sunday in Madison Square Garden. Oh, baby. And what do you think he's going to hear there? Oh, boy. oh, yeah. Are you ready? At Madison Square Garden? Are you ready for Dwayne Wade at Madison Square Garden? Yeah, Are you ready. ready for it? What kind of minute cap is he going to be on? <laughs> no minute cap. We don't want minute caps. We want wins. Next is struggling, man. Next is struggling. All right, cut the music. So, so what happened? What's up with the Knicks? <laughs> <laughs> what is up with the Knicks? What are we going to find on Sunday? Is guy. Lynn Sanity back in New York yet? Nah, I wouldn't mind him, though. They need his part. But we do have <laughs> Calderon Sanity that just uh, started finally. Calderon Sanity. Yeah, wow. your buddy Shane Larkin from the U. He uh, He's not an NBA-ready starting point guard right now. Oh, And so to sorry truly to run that. the triangulo offense... El Triangulo. See, si. <laughs> you need a, a Jose Calderon, man. Maybe you need a coach. <laughs> El Calderon. Uh, I'm telling you, they were stockpiling the extension of a coach. You know what I mean? And if you don't have your extension, wait, you, got, it, you got a second year kid out there. Wait, isn't Shane Boricua at least? No, he's Barry Larkin's kid, man. He's Barry Larkin's kid, really? Yeah. Shane, no way. I didn't right. know that. You didn't? Shane Larkin? Nobody Come told on, me man. that. You didn't know that? Barry Larkin's son. Oh, yeah. my God. He must be the best fielding point guard in the entire NBA. <laughs> yeah, well. That's why I he had no idea. basketball. He didn't want to be like that. That's why, that's why I want to root for him, because you got to love Barry Larkin, Hall of Famer, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Played his whole career with the Cincinnati Reds. Yep. World champion. So, but 
Now Calderon's starter. We got a little W on Saturday night in his first start. Granted, it was uh, against the 76ers. Win is a win, baby. Are the a 76ers an NBA Winless. team this year? Win is a win. That's baby. what they keep saying. Like, if the Sixers played Kentucky right now, who would win in a best of seven Whoa. series? Whoa. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. Uh, depends on Kentucky if you're talking six. about this year or next year. <laughs> well. <laughs> and by the be, way, can't be fun to be a sixer. Uh, the lines are open 305 541 2350. We got a few more don't minutes here if you want to call in. Don't worry. We don't bite. You can hard. Pile, pile on. <laughs> Come on in and pile on on the drastic fanatic. I got no. thick skin. So, so what's going on with the Knicks? Seriously, are they going to get nah, it together I mean, this let's year? Let's see. Let's see with the point guard a little bit. You know, Bargnani, he's got another setback. That guy just needs to disappear forever and ever and ever. I don't even want to hear his name anymore in any kind of periodical. Bargnani, uh, but isn't websites. he just as good as Danilo Gallinari? No, they they play <laughs> about, between the two of them. They probably play forty games a season. Oh, it's too bad you got rid of Mike D'Antoni as well. You well, could have had a hell now? of a pizza team. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, they got rid of my guy Wilson Chandler. That kind of that was part of the mellow deal. That kind of upset me that they had to throw him into the. They, deal. you know, they broke yeah. up what I thought was I a really promising young guy. roster, and then they tried bringing some of them back piecemeal, and it, none, none of it ever worked. It was like <clears throat> they. They picked up Mello and, and J.R. Smith J. landed Smith. on their doorstep like that cat Straight that keeps China. coming back when it's being fed. <laughs> he was just they you leave. just want to get rid of yeah. and it won't leave. Won't and leave. you're like, the the last person that fed you lived here five years ago and I'm sick of you meowing on my my damn J.R. Smith fence. was a China. That's J.R. Smith. <laughs> he was the shiny uh, Chinese import. <laughs> what about Amari? Uh, Amari's he's playing all right. Yeah, no, but he's playing. Do you keep him? Is he under contract next no, year? He's no, done. he's finished. That's yeah, he's the beauty. Done. The next next year. Next year, yeah. The you guys are going to be open. See next year. Look, I waited this long. What's another year? Yeah, you guys are going to be Yeah, the Knicks are going to be. They should be. Yeah, have a lot have of room next year. They'll have money and flexibility. The Knicks will have free beer tomorrow. Free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they should put that sign on the, on the door of Madison Square Garden. It's a ladies' <laughs> Knicks night. wins next year. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're not the Sixers. Sixers win in three years. <laughs> in, in Soviet Philadelphia, Sixers win in three years. <laughs> it's well, like, what's going on it's right like a Soviet plan. Wow. <laughs> what's going on there? Where am I? Wow. <laughs> but how about them Heat? Come on. Come on. Are they playing surprising right. you? They're playing all right. Nah, they're playing all right. Look, like I said, as long as those guys stay healthy, you'll do okay. You know, how how many games are you going to get out of Lou all dang when it's all said and done? Well, he's durable, so man. He's Probably 72, durable. 73. Yeah, uh, he's very durable. He, I, I'll bet the under. He was for, a, he, okay, how many? 72 or 73? <laughs> under 73. <laughs> under 73, okay. Wow. And a half. Uh, <laughs> and a half. Push. What's going on no here? No ties. Push. Come on, man. No ties. <laughs> and no ties. Okay, seventy-three and a half. That's your number. Under, under. I'll take it. I'll take it. Duol is a Cuban tough guy. Sandwiches. He was. He he used to be thought of as fragile, but he totally reversed that. He's a tough guy. Not like Derrick Rose. Ooh, man. <laughs> you know. They say when when a uh, dog bites man, that's not news. When Derrick Rose sprains an ankle, that's not news either. Or pulls anymore. a hamstring or whatever else. You think that's another Brandon Roy situation? But look at what it says. Hold on. Look at what He's it says kind about of on the his way there, Derrick Rose say. contract exception. Derrick Rose isn't doing too good anymore. Kyrie Irving, questionable. Ten games into the season after he signs the big extension, what happens? How many the more head? years does Derrick Rose have on his contract? You know. 
uh, three more years. Really? He might be amnestied. How many? Yeah. Really? Might they can't so? amnesty him. Why? They already used it on Boozer, right? They already used it on Boozer. Boozer. Now, how many yeah. years? For this year. Inter- well, no. It, when they put it into play at the collective bargaining, I think they made, you had one per X amount of years. And that's it. Boozer was the one for the Bulls. They said, Yeah, but Boozer. when does that start over again? Next collective it, bargaining agreement? It doesn't. It, doesn't. it was just a one time thing. It was a one time deal, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, but the reason they did it is because uh, the salary cap was contracting, and there was a lot of teams that had signed pretty bad deals, and they had one or two balloon years. But maybe right they'll, around ca- the they'll throw the another kicker in. Isn't it up again in another two years? That's why LeBron did his deal that way, right? No, the TV, no that's the when the TV, TV money comes along. Yeah, the TV deal. Uh. Yeah. Really great general managers are like, can I just get one more amnesty? Seriously. <laughs> In the <Yeah>. NBA. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like, If only Isaiah Thomas could have amnestied one player a year. <laughs> a month. Wow. <laughs> a month. He's, he's still getting paid by the Knicks, isn't he? No. I don't. Yeah, probably, actually. Yeah, Him and Bobby is. Bonilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm reading the New York Post here. Carmelo Anthony says... It represents a big bump individually. "Quote: I love it." What's that? It's talking contract? about the return of Jose Calderon. Yeah, exactly. Man. Look, I mean, you need a point guard to run the triangle. He's a he's a guy who can knock down the three, which you need in the triangle. He's a guy who's pass first, plays decent defense, gets a couple steals. Um, he's old. He's Spanish. He's perfect. Arriba, let's do it. Arriba, andale. Who ran the triangle in Chicago? Huh? Who ran the triangle in Chicago? Uh, Who ran it? In the Jordan era. B.J. Armstrong as a point guard. Pippen. Point guard-wise. Pippen. Pippen. As a point forward. Yeah, he was a point forward. Yeah, but. A unique talent. Unique talent. Well, I'll tell you what. That's that's all the time we have for tonight. Oh. But I, I totally wish your Jets luck coming back from this 14-3 deficit that they find themselves in in Detroit Rock City. And good luck to our Heat. And I want to thank our guest tonight, Ruby from the... Uh, Arts Ballet Theater, also Ives and Kazilla, two amazing artists and even cooler people. And of she course, need some Nutcracker tickets for me. Uh-huh. I'll get you some Nutcrackers. Hook it up. <laughs> That's right. Got something <laughs> and, to do for the holidays. Exactly. And always fun when the Drastic Fanatic can join us in the studio. <laughs> this is the Only in Miami show, and we'll be back next Monday night. Only in Miami.